Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue working our way through the story. Today we are going to be in Genesis chapter 41, um, looking again at another story of the life of Joseph. Now the last time we left Joseph, he had been thrown in prison, wrongly accused um, for rape, a crime he certainly did not commit. In fact, it was because he wouldn't have relations with the woman that she claimed to her husband that he had raped her. Instead, he's thrown into prison, and now, already having been sold into slavery in the first place, things look really bad for Joseph. Every time he gets a new opportunity, things end up not going in the storybook fashion you might expect it to go. Well, the same thing is true with his time in prison. He arrives in prison, and he's successful immediately because the Lord is with him. In fact, he's put in charge of the entire prison system. The warden, it says, didn't even worry about anything at the prison because Joseph was in charge. While there, two men have dreams, one the cupbearer for Pharaoh and another the baker for Pharaoh. Apparently, they are in prison, probably because of Pharaoh was attempted to be um, poisoned, and so he sent the two people who were the likely candidates there, but that's just speculation. But they're both in prison. They have these dreams. Joseph interprets the dreams and tells the cupbearer, in three days you'll be free, and he tells the baker, in three days you'll be hanged, and in fact, they'll leave your body up and it'll be eaten by birds. So it's pretty grim for the baker. Well, this comes true. So Joseph tells the cupbearer, when you get back to Pharaoh, remember me. Remember what I've done here. Um, tell the Pharaoh about me. But when he gets back, he doesn't remember. So yet another missed opportunity for Joseph. And years go by. The Bible says two years before Pharaoh himself is having dreams. And he's sharing these dreams with all of his top advisors. And suddenly his cupbearer remembers, oh yeah, there's this guy in prison, a Hebrew, who interprets dreams. So Pharaoh calls Joseph out and shares his dream with him, and Joseph shares the interpretation. And we will look at Genesis chapter 41, starting in verse 25. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterwards are seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming through the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten, and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered, because of the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh, in two forms, is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let the Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store it up in grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and all of his officials. So Pharaoh asked him, Can we find anyone like this man? 
one in whom is the Spirit of God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all of my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He made him ride in a chariot as his second in command, and people shouted before him, Make way! Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Okay, now can you imagine going from years in prison years. The Bible says that when they brought him out, they had to clean him and shave him before he could go before the Pharaoh. Can you imagine years in a dungeon, in a prison, and suddenly, not only are you brought before Pharaoh, but you're made in charge of the entire nation of Egypt, the greatest nation on the earth. And now you are only second in command to Pharaoh himself. But you're the one ruling. You're the one in control. You're the one making the decisions from prison to this. And I want you to see something so important in this. Pharaoh recognized something incredible about Joseph. Pharaoh said, Is there anyone else like this man in whom is the Spirit of God? And then he says later, since God has made all of this known to you. You see, it was clear in Joseph's life through what he said and through what he did that it wasn't Joseph's great abilities. It wasn't Joseph's amazing personality or wisdom or leadership abilities or keen insight. It was the power of God in him. And because of that, people saw it because he gave not only credit to God, but clearly when Pharaoh asked Joseph earlier, can you interpret my dreams? Joseph says, no, I can't, but God will reveal it. So I just think this is an incredible moment in the story for you really to see this important detail up close. Joseph was far from a perfect man. You and I are far from perfect people. But the Spirit of God living in us is able and capable to fulfill the purpose, the mission, the um, plans of God in and through us. He is capable. You and I are not. Where we are weak, He is strong. He is the one that enables us. He is the one that animates us. He is the one that makes us able to fulfill God's purpose and plans. And if he is in us and willing to do this work, then the only thing that stands in our way is us. Are we willing to be a people of faith who step out in obedience, who trust and obey and allow the power of God to work and flow through our life? Or will we be a people that lean on our own understanding, that live by sight and not by faith? Or will we learn from these stories that if God is for us, who can be against us? Let's pray. Lord, I'm so thankful for your word. I pray today that we would be a people in whom others see your spirit, in whom others see and are pointed to our Heavenly Father. I pray, God, that we would live our lives out in such way that when people see us, they would see you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. 
Amen.